the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's a wonderful day in the city. I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome to Iron Real Estate. And as you know, I've always said this, that that real estate is the universal language. Everybody wants to know about it. Everyone cares about it. Everyone asks me questions, regardless if they're renting, they're buying, they have a million dollars, they have $200,000. Real estate is just what everyone wants to know about. So we love to bring you the latest of what's going on to keep you abreast, although I don't think you can ever time a market perfectly. Um, the more you know about it, the better knowledge you have about it, the, more, the better the decisions you'll make. Uh, you can tune into a show, obviously, live on Saturdays at AM 970. Um, or you can get us an iHeartRadio app or tune into the app on Odyssey app. And you can always follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, um, under Dottie Harmon. If you have any questions, and we do love to hear from you, um, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. And if we can't get to your questions, we'll always try to email you back. Of course, my co-host um, and one of the most brilliant attorneys I know uh, he's a legal expert attorney, Stephen Ebert, a partner in the prestige from Catherine Catherine. He's here to fill us in on the latest legal developments in the business, and there's many of them. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Dottie. Always good to be here. And uh, we have a great show for our listeners today. We have some a great guests and a lot of interesting topics. But I, I must intrude for a second on a personal note. Uh, today is my anniversary, and I want to wish my amazing and lovely wife, Karen, a happy anniversary. Love you. Happy anniversary, Karen. And they have a wonderful family. And I don't know if you know that Steve's wife is a pediatrician. Uh, and they have children. And I give you all the credit to balance your, your law firm, your wife being a doctor and on call all the time, and, and raising children. When they say, you know, you have to balance, um, that's a big job. And you still make time to talk to our listeners. So, really, thank you and congratulations to your wife and happy anniversary. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, that's really special. But today, you know, Steve, there's so much going on in the housing business. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are just occurring now. And w- what we'd like to do is try to keep you informed. 
But remember, when you're reading things, and I, I, you know, I, I gather all the real estate articles from every paper that I can. And again, these are writers. Sometimes they're really not in the field. Um, and real estate changes from day to day. So remember when they give you predictions, because everyone asks, oh, I'm sure they ask you, Steve, is this a good time to buy? Is it not a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? You never can time a market perfectly, ever. Okay, um, the best thing you can do is just prepare, check your credit, and make sure that when you're in the ready to buy, that you have all your ducks in order. And if you're a seller, that you put on your best clothes and you make your house show the best, you know, as best it can. But Stephen, you were telling me that there are some major things going on now that could or could not affect everyone. Yeah, Dottie, you know, there's a lot going on, and what I would say is that the volume and velocity of information as relates to real estate has really been unprecedented, um, and, and it's more than just COVID. It's more than just one factor, and, you know, I, you know, I think you need to there, – there's an expression in the business community about what we call sacred cows, um, and what we mean by a sacred cow is such a fundamental – concept that's presumed and embedded in how we think about a business that um, really it's so sacred you would never, it wouldn't change. You know, I think of carving into the Ten Commandments, right? And I I think we're at a point where we even need to look at, at a minimum glance, but maybe look a little more deeply, even at some of the sacred cows that we have in the industry. And I wanted to start the conversation with insurance. Right. Usually most people think of insurance when they buy a home as an afterthought. It's something where they say, well, my bank says I have to get homeowners insurance because otherwise they won't give me a loan. It's true. But remember. And they don't think about where they go. They just just buy the policy for me. No one really puts. I would say the majority of people don't put a lot of thought into that. They just so they need it. So they get it. Exactly. And especially, and hopefully nobody and and people won't have an insurable event, but they do, right? They do have insurable events. Look, hopefully they don't have to use it. It's one of those things you buy it and you hope it collects dust and you don't have to look at that policy. Stephen, a lot of times you talk about, you don't know. I came, I went to Florida for a week. I came back to a flooded apartment in New York city that I wouldn't know because I wasn't there. And the man upstairs left his bathtub on. Oh, and it's about to shut it. It flooded my apartment. It collapsed my ceilings. It ruined my bedroom. It got into my closet. I walked into, when I tell you, a major mess. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, and, then, and, it's, and it's a horrific thing. But then you realize the value of your policy afterwards. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you, Dottie, I'll tell you something even worse than maybe having a policy that's not perfect. You know what's worse than that, Dottie? What? Having no policy? Not, ha- not having a policy at all. And in the last recent news, Allstate, which is one of the biggest national insurance companies, have joined the ranks of State Farm. And actually, there are other smaller companies, too, that said, for a variety of reasons, and I want to get to those reasons in a moment, they're not taking any more new clients in the entire state of California. 
for homeowner's insurance. Now, what this means is that if you have a current policy, they're still there. But if you're now in contract... They have to honor the policies they've already put into place. Right. So I want to be very clear that people shouldn't panic. Nobody's getting their policy canceled. However, Dottie, what this means is if you're looking to buy, or by the way, if you're in contract to buy, and now you're going to shop for an insurance policy, they're going to politely say thank you, but no thank you. Now, I think what's critical is understanding why they're making this decision and to keep that in mind where we see issues in certain markets. One of the biggest reasons that we're seeing them move away from California is climate and regulatory. California has made a number of policy decisions that haven't been the smartest, in my opinion, and if you notice, we over here we we hear about the you know we hear about certain areas with wildfires in California. Right. Well, right. look what we're we experiencing now. Yeah. Well, well we're going to get to that. California, yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but and we're and and mudslides, let's say, and so there's an issue with water management. There's other issues um, that are there, and the companies are saying, given the volume of those issues and also the cost to actually repair the economics for homeowners insurance for those companies really aren't there that the claims are going to be so problematic that they really can't have a reasonable premium for the insurance policy and make it work there so they've made the decision to pull out of those market that market and what that's going to mean is that consumers are going to have less choice. Now, I want to broaden this study for a second because though, you know, it's rare that you hear about an entire state, but you do hear about areas that have issues. A lot of beachfront communities, right, parts of Florida or North Carolina, even parts of the Hamptons, it can oh, be very difficult. Get difficult. Yeah, I'm sure you're going through it yourself. Yeah, I went through it. This is not the first. I went through it where, um, you know, I couldn't get a policy. And the only way I was able to eventually get a policy uh, when I was buying a house in the Hamptons was to take all of my, anything that I had, my home, my car, everything, and put it under one company. But it took me a while. And if you can't get insurance and you have to take a mortgage, I don't believe you can buy the house. Well, 100%, it's a great point. One of the things that insurance companies are doing, and you, and you hit the nail on the head, is saying, look, we will consider taking you on as a client if you bundle all your insurance needs under one roof because we can sort of balance out the risk and the economics of that property with your auto, with your umbrella, with your rental in a different location, things like that. Right. Um, but that's, you know, I'll tell you, what that's going to mean, Dottie, is prices are going to go up because people are going to have fewer and fewer options. And I'll tell you, Dottie, what gets me also concerned is the level of what things are going to be covered. Now, I know we've had Peter Conti on the show, yeah. Conti Insurance, and we've talked about some of these issues. 
But what people have to look at also is not just the aggregate amount of coverage, but the deductible and what I call sub-deductibles. What I mean by a sub-deductible, is your deductible different in the case of a hurricane versus regular damage, right? There are limits that are different. And what you find, Dottie, in a lot of policies is it's not just, oh, I have a $5,000 deductible and I'm covered for a million dollars. You gotta actually look closer in the policy that says, well, in general, yes, but if it's a hurricane, if it's a flash flood, if it's a mudslide, you might actually have different coverage levels. Um, if it's affecting your that, windows or roof, it could be different, too. Yep. Yeah, and on top of that, Steve, I remember when we had the hurricanes, and I was on Long Island at the time, they would say to people, I'm sorry, you know, your house is uh, floating in the water. However... A lot of this damage was wind damage, and you don't have insurance for that. Exactly. So you got to be very, very careful. And look, nobody likes paying for insurance, right? Nobody likes every. You know, the average person looks at it. Oh, it's a dead cost. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of I have to do it, but I don't get any value from it. Obviously, until you actually have to collect on the policy, then all of a sudden, you go through a psychological moment. I've seen it with clients. Saying, oh my goodness, thank goodness I have this. Um, and forget about also that, remember, there are other items that are in there, like, for example, clothes or electronics or artwork or jewelry. Um, very, very important to keep that in mind. And, and, you know, and Dottie, when we had Katrina and the Rockaways in Queens, right, right, on, right on the water, when they really had tremendous amount of flooding, um, you got to be very, very careful on the rebuild, right? A lot of times when we had such a catastrophe there, there were certain exceptions made on the rebuild. Um, so, for example, some of the homes there, they allowed temporarily sort of non-licensed electricians who were eventually supervised to do certain electrical work afterwards because they needed to build so much so fast. So really very careful, but I want to call people to this attention. And when you're looking at a home, you should have this conversation with your real estate agent. And in certain areas, we make sure to have this conversation with the client. You got to understand where the property is located on what's called the flood map. And the best recommendation when you're buying a house is before you sign that contract, make sure that you have a conversation with the insurance agent to actually look at the map in detail. Because, Dottie, you have sort of the obvious ones, homes that are right on, on, on the water, right on the shore, but you have what I call the surprising ones, where you could have a home up in the hills, up in the mountains, in the Catskills, but it turns out there's a little sliver in the backyard of the property that touches a river. Well, what happens if that river overflows and swells, or maybe there's a dam where they have to do a water release? That may actually cause your house specifically, not the entire city, but your house to be viewed differently when it comes to insurance. And Dottie, also, I'll tell you what's there, what's really important for a lot of condos, because people think, oh, if I'm buying a condo apartment, I'm on the 10th floor. If my apartment floods, well... The whole world is flooded, so who cares? You, you got to keep in mind it ties into the building policy, and 
there could be flooding in the lobby, not in your apartment, and it could affect the ability to get the right kind of insurance. So yeah, well, you see, you bring up such good points because my house on Long Island was at least. I want to say two miles from the Long Island Sound. So I would have not, and I didn't look at a map because I didn't even think to look at a map for insurance um, at the time. I wouldn't think that I'm, you know, I'm not on the water, I'm too, but yet they considered it on the map. They considered it a flood zone. And so I was unable to obtain insurance until I finally found the company that I said I bundled everything together. Um, and I don't think, I mean, look, I've been in the business 30 years. I have never heard, ever. So we're talking to me about insurance first. And I think your point is very well taken. When you do your pre-qualifying and your pre-commitment, when you go to the bank and you do that before you start looking so you know how much you can borrow, and you know, and you do, and I would advise anybody who's trying to do a credit check just because sometimes the credit companies make mistakes and you can find something on your credit card that prevents you or makes you pay a higher mortgage and you didn't even realize it happened to me. I think many, many years ago there was a, um, you know, when they send you credit cards. Well, they sent me all these credit cards, and I guess I didn't need them. Um, but they charged me for one, and I never paid it, so I didn't even realize I had it. So you should check all of those things. But as you said, which I don't think anyone pays attention to, you should also speak to an insurance person if you know the area that you're buying and see if it's in a flood district. Absolutely. Now, Daddy, I want to switch gears for a second because you're rightfully talking about costs, and insurance is a cost that affects affordability. And, Daddy, I think one of the themes today is definitely housing affordability is I want to look to, to our neighbor to the north. And normally, you know, it's, it's enough business news to watch the Federal Reserve and our Treasury Secretary to see uh, economic policy and rates and so forth. But I want to take a small trip up north to Canada for a second, because on Thursday, the Bank of Canada, which is our Federal Reserve, the deputy, um, said in Canada and it does tie back to us, that talked about the persistent strength in the Canadian economy is here for a while, which means they view it as they still have to take action for fighting inflation in Canada. Um, and that's what pushed the governing council in Canada to raise their version of the federal funds rate here in the U.S., but the Canadian version of that, a quarter point rate hike. They did it. They just did that in June. And so I want to point that out. That sends me a, that sends a signal to me that if they raise rates again, do we need to also keep in the back of our mind? We're sort of in this mixed opinion of interest rates changing or not. Things to think about. I know we're coming up to a commercial break. So more to talk about with rates right after this commercial and I on real estate. A lot of important things to talk about. We'll be right back. We'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Steve and I giving the latest insights in real estate.
like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can say, I do, all with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Your guests will be wined and dined on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan. Manhattan skyline, the Atlantis of New York cruises, the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Welcome back to Eye on Real Estate. We're going to continue with Steven. 
Thanks, Dottie. Uh, yeah, so in the first half, we were just talking about uh, in some of the insurance issues that are going on. We're also talking about inflation concerns out of Canada, which led the Bank of Canada to raise rate by a quarter percent. Definitely something to watch here in the United States where we follow suit with them. And we're going to talk more about that with our guest at 11 o'clock, Professor Richard Green. You know, Richard Green is the director of the Lusk Center for Real Estate at the University of Southern California, uh, former economist and, and strategist for Freddie Mac. So someone you don't want to miss if you want to have a real understanding of the economics of where the housing market is going. And that's going to be up in a half hour at 11 o'clock. So, you know, Daddy, we've been talking about a lot of issues that's affecting the market. And there's another one that we'd be remiss not to cover um, of what's going on in San Francisco. And in San Francisco, there are two very large, beautiful hotels. Um, we have the um, Hilton San Francisco and Union Square and the Park 5 Hotel, which combined, Dottie, are about 3,000 hotel rooms. And there is a mortgage debt of $725 million on those two hotels. And the principal investor behind that is, is an organization called Park Hotels and Resorts. And they announced that in the best interests of their investors, um, in the past uh, week, they've decided to stop paying the mortgage. What? And they decided they to stop paying the mortgage. They just stop paying the mortgage on the hotel? They're going to stop paying. You know, they had a loan for about $725 million, which they got in 2016. The loan is scheduled to mature in six months from now. Not even. It's in November. So not even six months from now. And they said in the best interests of their owners, their shareholders, that, uh, look, there's a problem with the San Francisco market. So, you know, we're just going to try to get out of it, but we're not going to pay the mortgage. And... You know, it's an interesting, there's a few interesting questions um, that I raised. One, we're getting into a broader conversation where I think cities need to seriously have this conversation on what's our plan? What is our plan to have a balance of spending and services and taxation to make sure people want to live and visit in an area? Um, you know, look at San Francisco. Unfortunately, there's been a real and there's been a lot of stories on uh, homelessness and crime and theft, L effectively not prosecuting shoplifting as long as it's under $1,000. You know, at, at some point, businesses are there for a profit motive and they can't survive. And cities well, need to really rethink how they're doing things. If you recall, um, during 9-11, the week of 9-11, on the radio show, I had Governor Pataki because he was the governor during 9-11 uh, in New York. And so we talked a little about 9-11 and, hey, look, nobody wanted to go downtown then. And how he incentive, you know, he made incentives for businesses to go there and um, how, you know, he got people and look at downtown New York was thriving after that. And nobody wanted to live in high buildings because, you know, high floors. And now the higher the floor, the more expensive. So I asked the governor this question. I said, well, 
if you were governor today, what would you do to bring New York back? And speaking of what you just spoke about, you said I would end that bail policy because people want to be in a safe area. And currently we have the safe policy. I mean, you could rob up to a certain amount of money and uh, not really yeah. get, you know, any, any, any penalty. And I saw, you know, uh, Patterson at some function I was at last week, and he said, well, Dottie, it's not about that. It's really about, you know, it, you know, bail is just so that people don't leave. It's about the penalties, and if you don't charge them anything and they can commit a crime, they're going to go back next week and do it again, and that's really what's happened. And if you're, you know, I always say you got to look at both sides. And you have to look at the side of the investor, the person that purchased that property that's now renting it, and then the person that's going to rent it. And now our rents in New York went up to like $4,400, I mean, something like $4,400, the highest rents in the country. Um, Daddy, so, you're exactly right. I mean, people want to get value, right? People, you know, people don't mind paying for value, but what people at a certain point get fed up is paying and not getting the value. Yeah, but if you go back, Stephen, during the pandemic, and I remember talking about this on the radio, if you were a, a, an owner, and not, you know, when you think of real estate owners, don't necessarily think of a real estate icon, like related properties or something like that. Take an average person that just bought an investment property. Okay, a lot of regular people got rich doing that. Well, they weren't allowed to throw anybody out. If they missed payments, it didn't matter. I have a girlfriend that has cancer. She rented a couple of rooms during the pandemic to somebody. They wouldn't get out. The, the foreclosure process in New York is very different than the West Coast. I believe on the West Coast, if you're if you haven't paid your bills, they could throw you out in a week or two. But in New York, I can tell you, it could be years in a place before they throw you out because the bank doesn't really want the property back. She couldn't get these people out, and she had to end up paying them twenty-five thousand dollars to get out of her house. Uh, and I'll tell you, Dottie, uh, this is—you make a fantastic point. Uh, I know we're going back between commercial and residential laws on this, but. You know, interestingly, in the last week, because of the whole asylum seeker, migrant, illegal alien, put your combination of words together, crisis right. that we're having in New York, Mayor Adams said, oh, if you will host one of these people, we will pay you. I heard 60 and then I heard $100 a day. I just saw it on the news. So wait. I'm going to mention one point linked to what you just said, besides the, I, I think, if I may say, insanity of this concept. But here's the thing, Dottie. If, they, if you say, sure, I'll sign up for this, great. I can get approximately 3000 a month if I rent it for $100 a day. Do you know what happens, Dottie, after you have somebody who pays rent who stays in your property for a month? Do you know you what happens? You can't throw them out. You can't You've got to go to court. So literally, you could have somebody who knows what living in your home, and you said, okay, great, I'll take the mayor's you know, suggestion and do this $100 a day, and then that's it. Who knows what they're doing in your home? You become, instead of the king and queen of your castle, you become the servant of your castle. 
As it, it, I it's, said, it's honestly backwards, Dottie. I don't really know who makes these laws anymore. Rules. I sometimes think they're out of touch with reality. Um, and I think everyone should listen to that because it sounds like a quick $3,000. And gosh, if you use a little extra money, you'll say, well, big deal. We'll do it for a couple of months or six months or so, get a little extra money. But as Steve said, when you want them to go, in New York State, I've watched people stay in a property for five years before I even got there. You know, you can wait online. It's not that you just throw them out. So I think these are really important considerations to think about before you make those. Because it sounds great. I mean, look, I'll rent an extra room. I'll get some extra money. And it, who can't use a few extra thousand dollars a week? But month. But you, you really have to really understand that then if you want to get them out, it's going to be a problem. The most you know, Dottie, we don't, we don't give specific legal advice on this show, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. Don't do it. <laughs> if you if you like your privacy, if you like your home, and if you like your sanity, figure out a different way to make money. In my opinion, I, I think it's a it's a scary idea. Um, but yeah, but but you know it's interesting and Dottie and, and I had a lot of conversations this week with different commercial mortgage lenders um, and and some who want to join us later this summer on the show and this other trend that you were talking about, which I think is so important, but out there. And I think this will be on the trends in commercial real estate finance in the next couple of years is you're going to see a a greater desire by commercial lenders to sell to smaller owners and operators. Now, you might say, why not? Why? Why not go with the big established companies? Because and I know we're kind of commercial. I'll, I'll give the reason why what's on the mind of commercial lenders when we come back yeah. from this break, because it could be a very interesting change in trends. You don't want to miss it. No, there's so much going on, Steve, that really it's hard to keep up with it. And there's, are we in a recession? We're not in a recession. We're going to have a recession. No, we're not going to have a recession. So what I suggest is you kind of read up and hear all the information. you got to kind of make some of your own decisions. So, Remember, predicting the future, nobody knows what the man up there is. These are always predictions. And I try to explain that to everyone. We'll be right back, and we'll continue this conversation about what's going on in the housing market, commercial, and residential. AM970 The Answer is bringing Dr. Lederman's expertise in alternative cancer treatments to prime time every Monday night at 7. Dr. Lederman is triple board certified in radiation oncology, medical oncology, and internal medicine and is the first physician to perform non-invasive body radiosurgery in the Western Hemisphere. On an outpatient basis, no hospitals, no cutting, no bleeding. Radiosurgery takes minutes, is painless, non-invasive, and usually very well tolerated. Join Dr. Lederman Monday night at 7 on AM970 The Answer. Dennis Prager here. Join us in Israel this fall. Soon, time will run out, and then you'll regret you didn't go, I promise. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. That's the name of the tour. We'll be visiting amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. 
In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk on the streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, float in the Dead Sea. In fact, you could even sit in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember deeply fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of every site, and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel tour. Sign up today to travel with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Call 855-565-5519 or just visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. For over a century... Local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Car payments, credit card payments, home loans, Man, that's a lot of debt for you to carry. Let us help you get caught up when you enter the $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets up to $10,000 in debt relief. Three first prize winners will get up to $1,000 in debt relief. And 10 second prize winners will get $500 in debt relief. That's $18,000 total. And that could be you. Go to am970theanswer.com to enter. That's am970theanswer.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Welcome back to Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman and I'm attorney Stephen Ebert. Uh, we've been talking about a number of issues affecting the real estate market, and you don't want to miss our interview in about 15 minutes with Professor Green from the Lusk Center on Real Estate, where he's the director at the University of Southern California. But, Dad, I just wanted to finish up before the break when we're talking about financing and particularly this nearly three-quarters of a billion-dollar loan secured by two hotels property in San Francisco that is maturing in November, where the, um, the debtors just said, look, it's not in our best interest to pay this. And I think, Daddy, we're going to see a trend because the debtor behind this is a major 
um, syndicator, uh, an owner of, of properties throughout the country. And because of that, they're able to borrow what we call non-recourse debt, meaning that the lender can only go after the real estate properties. They can't go after the borrower directly. And Dottie, and they don't one want of the, the properties. They rather give it well, up. The they think it's easier to give it up than to. They'll lose less money just giving it up. You say they, that's what they. Well, are yeah, I, I think with some of the trends going on, that you know the properties could be worth less, worth less than the debt. And so financially, they're making a bet, and it sounds like a sound economic one where they say, "Look, for us to actually pay off this loan." it makes less financial sense and, and refinance because we're going to have to put in significant amount of additional money. And so I think one of the trends we're going to see, Dottie, is the emergence of some smaller operators of commercial real estate because the banks treat the smaller operators different than the bigger operators, right? We've heard the too big to fail expression in the banking system, Right. The more and you so, borrow, the less they'll come after you. Okay. It's so true. It's it's so true. And so some of these smaller operators are required to give personal guarantees and other yeah. security to the lenders. So from a lender's point of view, because they have this extra collateral, it's a much safer investment. So, Daddy, I think one of the trends we're going to see in the commercial lending world is changes in recourse versus non-recourse, and who banks want to have as borrowers. And I think this will lead to a very interesting discussion on one of the later shows this summer exactly on this topic. Well, let me just say, bring this to, you know, it's what, what comes around goes around. But I would watch, you know, this is going back when I first started real estate. Well, if people put down, let's just say, a small amount of money, let's say they put down 5 or 10%. And then the prices shot down, and the prices we went to a down market, and, you know, they were strapped with cash. They would walk away from their houses because if they only put 5% down, it was cheaper to walk away than try to stay and make the mortgage payments. If somebody who put 25% down and had a big chunk of change of their money in it didn't walk away so fast. So sometimes, okay, um, they tell you, like, it would go after somebody who they could probably get the money back. And so, I, you know, sometimes the more, um, unfortunately, it's kind of like unfair, but, the, you know, the more you put down, the more you have to risk. So that's why banks give preference to somebody who puts more down. But if you not, I think I might have discussed it. It hasn't happened yet, but it could. Where the banks now want to say, say, Steve, you're, it doesn't matter what price it is, but let's just say you're buying a $500,000 house. Let's say I'm buying a $500,000. You're conscientious. You pay your bills on time. I am a deadbeat. I pay them eventually, but I'm three months late. I'm two months late. I'm six months late. So my credit is bad. And as we always tell you, credit is, is so important because the banks will not lend if you don't have good credit. So... Now they want to have more people be having homes. They want to give more people the opportunity to buy homes. So they said, well, these people that haven't paid their bills on time, 
they're not going to get credit. They're not going to get a mortgage because the bank's going to say, look, their credit stinks. So they will be forced not to be in the housing market. So to alleviate that and to give them, they're going to, they're proposing to take the people who have good credit. Now, it's nothing to do with money. You could have a small amount of money and say, well, you know, Stephen, you have good credit. And we want to help those people who have bad credit. So we're going to charge you an extra fee, which will make up for the people of bad credit, and then we'll apply that to them, them and they'll be able you know, to get in the housing market. Does that make okay, any sense? I'm, to reward well, it doesn't make behavior? any sense, but first of all, I, I want to say two things. First of all, Dottie, in the hypothetical, I appreciate that you said I paid on time and you were the deadbeat, so thank you. Um, <laughs> um and you know what? This is why people need to listen in, because this issue was in the news and we've been discussing this. And because people like our listeners and others have complained about the unfairness of this issue, um, and, and which was trying to change how the costs and the subsidies um, from the federal agencies that give subsidies if you're for low down payment loans, um, they, they, they've really paused this whole initiative. And this is where listening and being informed and um, pushing back and being a voice really makes a difference. So yes. you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up again because it really shows the value of listening in and speaking up. Yes, and, that's a, and, that, and, and, and honestly, I know, and we're all you know, part of this, we hear things, we complain about them, we say they're not fair, but we don't do anything. And it's important, regardless of what your view is, that you have a voice. We do have a vote. We have a voice. And, to, you, know, to, you know, everyone talks about it. But really send a note, write to your congressman. Really just don't sit back and complain because I'm not sure who makes these uh I, I wonder. I, I just wonder what people are thinking of smoking or when they're making these calls. People, but, you know. I'll tell you one thing. They're not people listening people to our show. <laughs> they're they they're the people who don't something. listen to our show. They can't blame yeah. us. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but some of them are out of touch with reality. And just like you, Steve, no matter where you, how, how far up you are in your law firm, you always keep your feet on the ground and, and get the pulse of things. So do I. And I think sometimes these guys that are in policy, they never had a job and they just you know, set out for a political career. Or they lost touch with reality. They lost touch with the average person, what's going on. And when they make these laws, or they, I sometimes wonder, yeah, what are they smoking? Because they don't... I, I, I... I agree. I, and and Dottie, I have a difference of opinion, but don't pay, penal, don't reward bad behavior. Completely agree. And speaking of bad behavior, I would be remiss if there's not another thing we need to talk about in the news this week. On Monday, the SEC, the federal agency called the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, announced two lawsuits: one against Coinbase and one against Binance. And these are two of the, if not the biggest, or one of the biggest, really, um, exchanges and operators in the cryptocurrency space. And the cases are different. Um, in the case of Coinbase, 
it is really the question is, are these digital tokens and the way in which they're transacting them securities like a stock or a bond that need to be regulated? Right. When you buy Coca-Cola stock or Google stock or Apple stock or Pepsi stock, right, there are certain rules. They got to file information every quarter, every year. There's all sorts of rules, the securities laws, as we call them. And in the crypto world, they try to say they're not a security. And so this is a very, very important lawsuit. Um, in the case of Binance, there is another layer um, in which they're also asserting um, all sorts of fraud and misrepresentations on top of it. So it's an even more aggressive case against Binance than it is against Coinbase. But, Dottie, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about the role of cryptocurrency and the tokenization of real estate and other assets as something to watch. This is, in my opinion, going to be a seminal investigation because how we define what that is will change how that industry works, survives. And this is part of, you know, a broader conversation of the digital dollar and the things, because for our listeners, as a reminder, a few months ago, we discussed how the White House is looking in creating a digital U.S. dollar, and they have a report planned to come out this fall on their findings. Not that they're passing anything so fast, but they started a deep dive analysis on what the future of that is. So this is all my opinion, Dottie, tied into this conversation. You know, technology and innovation is critical, and every industry has opportunity to grow and to innovate. And I think this is important for the real estate industry. But definitely everyone should keep an eye on this case because how all these items intersect, um, you know, there's going to be some decisions there, and you definitely want to know about it. Right. Now, a lot of people don't even understand cryptocurrency, I find. And, you know, maybe people don't have it, but I'm always a believer. You can't be an expert in everything, but you kind of have to know the big picture. Um, and you kind of have to know what's coming down. And I think that a lot of people, you know, you listen to the news. I don't even listen to it anymore because it's really an opinion of people now. It's not the news the way I remember it. Uh, but I will tell you one thing, and, you know, in the next two show, shows, you know, I'm going to talk about the all-American home that all of us have been brought up to, like, that idea that we want to have home ownership. And obviously, with rent soaring up the way they are, okay, it pays to own something and have some equity. What's the future of that? Where that's going? And so many young people, and I do have a big following of young millennials who want to buy homes and feel they're priced out of the market or they can't find anything. Okay. It's a, a, I'll tell you that that's a fundamental conversation and concern for the future of the country because I'm with you. I, I believe that home ownership is a path to wealth. And it is a path to being a strong citizen in this country because it makes you a shareholder in America by being a homeowner and you care more and you participate. Thank you in our, in our country and and how it's run. And if we, if that, if homeownership goes down and gets too low, it changes the whole relationship between our communities, our neighbors and our citizens in our country. 
And so you're, I agree with you. We got to focus in on that, and really, that that's absolutely critical. And that for the sounds future. so basic, but people all over ask me, "What am I going to do? I can't find anything. There's nothing around. Sellers are not selling." And then it cracks me up because if you read the papers, they'll say, "Oh, and the interest rates are so high." Well, yes. If you go back to the one time in my whole lifetime that I saw them at less than three percent. Okay, that's not coming back again anytime soon, in my opinion. And I think the rates of sixes, you know, you know, maybe high sixes. That's I have that's Daddy, I have a solution. What is I have a solution? solution. Instead of buying your ten dollar triple double mocha espresso latte mm-hmm. and home, go to the office, work there and get a free cup of coffee at work. And all those co- all those drinks that you save money on go back to work. cover the difference in the interest rate. How does that sound? Is, you know, <laughs> not about real estate, but that's another problem. They're having people can't get help. You know, I, I hear somebody who says, I just can't get anybody who wants to work for me. And they don't want to work. Okay. Well, I say things have changed. And I don't want to be like my father was. And my father would say, well, in my day, and in my day, this is. And I would dad. Well, it's not your day. It's a different time. So I think this pandemic really, you know, I think these trends were coming, but the pandemic expedited. And I think we're in a very different world um, in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, even the even the political stuff, which I don't like to get to because you know, I'm not going to lose half my audience. Okay. But I shouldn't have to feel that way. I should have to feel, hey, we can have a healthy conversation. And, Steve, you and I can disagree. People that are listening can disagree. But as long as no one's hurting somebody, that is what being in the United States is all about, freedom of speech. We can have a view. And it seems like people are scared to even talk about things today. And I hope I, we would I, like I, to hope I want to make a difference. I think we all have to make a difference and get that try to work towards the end of this. People are afraid to say anything. And when I meet new people, I say, oh, I'm going to start a controversial topic. Well, I think we're coming to a break. But I could talk about this forever. Uh, I have More topics, talk. conversation, and controversy after the break with Professor Green. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss Very interesting, man. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.